This is the MLW Radio Network. Front Row Material presents The False Finish. Welcome in, Mikey Whipwreck and your host, Mike Freeland. Well, you know what's good about this is we're 35 minutes into the podcast and we had it record a damn thing. Mikey Whipwreck. I tell you what. Does that fall? Look at this. Our producer's like, Jesus Christ. First night on the job, he's thinking, why did I agree to? This is some shit. I, I may have neglected to tell him about the record button. Mm-hmm. Par for the course here. Hit the record button. Step one of a podcast. Know how to make a podcast. Well, well, step one. Record. We we had that fiasco. We had a hey hey hey. Oh, I remember that. I was on vacation and I wanted to I do it yeah. remotely, and you said no. Yeah. We don't want that. We got no, hey, we hey, hey. Cover. Oops. Uh huh. Yep. Covered like a Jimmy hat. Yeah. So. So anyway, so you were you were telling me before we got recording here that you are uh, you're on vacation right now. So you're. I am on vacation. I have, you're on vacation. I, as of five o'clock today. I've had two moho shots, melon balls, 17.5% alcohol. So that's good. Plus a few cocktails I had before we started recording. Whatever loosens you up, man. You know what I mean? I'm loose. I'm loose. I can tell. Um, God, I was about to say something. Uh, Oh, I got your text message uh, this past weekend as well. You you took a screenshot of um, of the digital scale. Yes, the digital scale. Congratulations once again. My big fat ass at one point was 260.1 pounds. Holy fuck. But now I'm down to a svelte 236.8. Well, congratulations. Very proud of you for that. I try. You're doing well. Beardo's doing well. I, I'm working on it. My first weigh-in's not till September the 8th, so we'll see what happens. All right. This is the kind of shit that people would love to watch. Our producer's getting viciously attacked by a dog. He's not getting viciously attacked. He's not vicious. He's just a fucking dope. Don't look at him. You're encouraging him. What are you doing? For fuck's sakes. Good God. We're chastising our only employee. This is this is not how it's supposed to go. It's going great. Have I told you about buzz balls yet? Um, I think we've we've kind of touched upon it in a text message, but tell me more about your buzz balls. I think we talked about it 10 minutes before we started recording. So tell me a little bit more about your buzz balls. This is a drink. Okay. They're little drinks. They look like little Christmas ornaments. Okay. With a pop top. And it's basically, it's almost like a mixed drink. Ooh. Pre-made. Do you you have to pour it into a glass or you just go right to the lips? No, you just chug that shit. I guess you could pour it into a glass over some ice if you wanted to. Right, just like you could cut a burger with a knife if you're civil. This you could pour in a glass or just fucking right, right down the lips. Yeah, if you're a fucking animal. Just pop the top and just go for it. That's right. So you're very happy with it. It's pretty good. Oh, it's delicious. They had like about five different flavors there yesterday. And the best part about it, look, there they are right there. Buzz there it ball. is. Producer extraordinaire has has popped up on the screen. Look, look at this, the ticker on the bottom. You must hit record. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This but, is awesome. 
but they have all kinds of different flavors. And, and the good part about it was I know Angel wouldn't like them. Because right. Because she likes, she likes Malibu Bay Breeze, and that's about it. So we're trying these. And I go, oh, try this one. She takes like a sip. Oh, I don't like it. I said, well, let me let me try it. And I'd finish it. I go, here, try this one. No, I don't like it. Oh, let me finish that. So You're deliberately thought, giving her shit that you know she's not going to like. I gave her every you know, flavor they had. She just didn't like them. Yeah. But I'm all over this fucking shit. It's 15% alcohol. That is insane. And it's it's so tiny it looks. 15%. Yeah. Buzzballs.com. I suggest you try them. Now, is that Buzzballs with a Z on the end? Yes, it is. Buzzballswithaz.com. Very nice. Try them out. They got uh, they can't a plethora. Be, yes, it's got to be balls. Right. Well, you're going to be after you're done drinking it. So, Well, they have one I'm looking forward to. Which is? It's Now, if it's anything like the real drink, uh -huh. it tastes like rice pudding. Rice? It's a Mexican drink. Yeah. Where they like they strain the rice or everything else and with cinnamon or oh, all oh, Freeland. Good stuff. You have no idea. Three things I'm addicted to that I will eat whenever is pizza. Hey, it's a family friendly show. Chicken parm. Okay. And <laughs> okay. Very so I, I you just don't look like you're a rice pudding type of guy. I mean, no offense, but I just I don't you don't scream rice pudding. Oh, you got to do some things, you know, low key. Yeah. You got to be like, because if everybody knows I like rice pudding, right. then being that I'm, I'm at the point heavy, there it is. Look, horchata. Horchata. It does look good. It do, what are we talking retail here? If you have access to buzz balls. Three bucks. Damn. But let me tell you something. Because here's, well, here's what happened. If, if I go out and I drink a couple of beers. Right? I could yeah. put away 12, 12, 15 beers, no problem. Okay. So if you go to a bar, you go to happy hour, maybe what, two bucks for a pint? Uh, roughly, if you're going, where are you going? The Applebee's? Well, wherever. <laughs> Place I went with Jerry to have his birthday. Chili's. <laughs> the place of soccer moms. You, Continue. You could spend, you know, 30, 40 bucks. Just you easily, that. yes. Yeah, and if you're gonna, if you're at home, and you're gonna get a case of beer, costs what, twenty five bucks, depending. When you say a case, are you talking about thirty cans? Well, a case is twenty four. Case is twenty four. Okay. Yeah, I'm a non drinker, so I don't know these facts. Okay. You, I know about the Valero, one beer at a time. <laughs> but you're gonna spend so, twenty thirty bucks on a on a pack of beer, unless you go on Natty Ice. That's about fifteen dollars. Yeah, but, but I heard that that's just like piss. Yeah, it's a step above course light. Um, so what does a shot cost nowadays at a bar? So is is this about the equivalent of a shot? Would you say? Oh, no, it's more than that. Maybe three shots. Okay, that's not bad. Nice. So you're a big fan of these. So do you think you're going to go out on your uh, vacation time and go purchase I'll go some? Tomorrow. Oh, Jesus. I'm behind the eight ball here. You got to go to either New York or New Jersey. So Jersey is about 30 miles from me. They have one down in Phyllisburg. Okay. So pretty, pretty, pretty good chance 
I'll be going to Phillipsburg, Pennsylvania to get me some buzz balls. Or I can go see my buddy Johnny, Johnny Moose up in Binghamton. Johnny Moose. For uh, Excite Wrestling. I might go, I can go visit up there. Are they getting back to uh, back to they work did. with everything? Or? They ran the first wrestling show in New York State. Nice. Good for them. Since the uh, pandemic started. It was a drive-in. Oh, that's cool. So they had like all the cars drove up. Nice. That's pretty cool. Interesting. A drive up uh, wrestling Johnny. event. Yeah, he did it. Uh, he did it right. Uh, apparently the uh, athletic commission was very happy with the way they did it. So they're coming back again in September. But wrestling is coming back. AEW actually has some live fans. Did you see that? I did not. People can buy pods now where they uh, are sectioned off wearing masks away from other people, which is kind of cool. You have to wear a mask in your pod. I believe you do still have to wear a mask in your pod. I wouldn't go. Why not? Why would you not go? The whole fucking mask thing. I understand why we have to do it. I believe right. that. And when I go out, I do wear it. But I personally would rather just wait. Like the people that go to Disney World with a mask, ah, eh, I'll wait until I don't have to wear a mask. When I'm seventy years old. Here's the one thing that I will say about the mask. What I like about the mask is a if Rocky you don't brush. What? Did we talk about this? No. I mean, Rocky. the pandemic's been going on since February, so I'm sure we've talked about it. What I'm saying though is, well, you mean you talking about talking under your breath about people and not having, <laughs> and they can't read your lips. That's a perk. That's, That's a perk. A, I tell you what. I tell you what I did the other day. I don't believe you did. I had to go into the supermarket. Yeah. I'm checking out, and there's this fly buzzing around the little motherfucker. Mm-hmm. So it lands on me, and I'm blowing on it to get off me. It's not working. I'm blowing into my mask, so the wind from my mouth was not getting to the fly to encourage it to move. Wow. So I'm just like. <laughs> <laughs> not, not a damn thing happening. No, nothing. Wow. Have you also noticed when it comes to masks, if you're talking to somebody and you say something, the context of what you're saying gets lost because people can't read your facial expression? And if, see, for me, that's a good thing. Oh. Well, can I share with you what happened to me today in the grocery store? Absolutely. So I'm at the grocery store. I'm picking up some uh, bananas. Big banana fan. So are I go really, to pick up bananas. What? Are you are you are you really upset? I picked Kenny Omega. I'm never gonna get over that, dude. That's my guy. We're gonna get into the wrestling thing here in a second. Let me let me talk about my bananas. Okay. So I go to the grocery store to get some bananas, and I, as I'm I'm leaving the produce aisle, I'm going past the uh, the end cap. And they have all the different hostess stuff. And I got the mask on, and this woman picks up a pack. What? What end was it? What do you mean, what end was it? You said the end cap. See, what pisses me off are these fucking people that shop at the end cap in the front of the store, which right. means they can pay the fucking cash registers. Right. They fucking stand there browsing about, oh, what, how many packs of fucking Raisin Bran do I need? <laughs> get the fuck out of my way. I'm trying to get <laughs> Hey. Uh, she might have been one of those people, though. It was the front end cap or the one in the back? The front. front. The front end cap should be removed. They should be gone. Yes, completely. 
Well, she was looking at the different hostess things, and she picks up a box so if you, of. If you, if you make your aisle longer by getting rid of the end cap, you won't need the end cap. There's really no need for the end cap. That's right. You can extend your aisle an additional four feet. This way, you have the, the one side and the other side, so you don't need an end cap. I think you should be a consultant for grocery stores. I think they would. Uh, you could work on a commission basis. So she's she's reaching on the end cap to get a pack of uh, moon pies, Who's or reaching? moon whatever they are, moon something. Who's reaching? The woman. The the woman. I what told you when I'm leaving the produce aisle, this woman was reaching for moon pies. What produce? And I got. Do you pay attention to me at all? I, bananas. I got it. Yes, I was getting bananas. Okay. I'm leaving the produce aisle. Some lady's getting moon pies. I make a right-hand turn. She's on the end cap getting moon pies. Should I have my mask on. I said, good choice. And I smile. But I have the mask on. So she must have been thinking that I was like, good choice. Like, hey, how about you go eat some more of that shit, fatty? And it was not even the case. And she gave me the dirtiest look. But you know what? I didn't realize. She couldn't read my face. I was like, good pick. But why would you tell her good pick? I talk to random people when I'm at the grocery what store. What's wrong with you? You're the What's, type of this fucking idiot trying to fucking talk to me. Well, okay. Let me ask you this question. If you if you are at the meat department and you see somebody like, eh, do I get this? And you walk up and you go, hey, had that before. It's good stuff. You might want to try no. it. No. Why not? Because then if they fucking get it and yeah. it fucking blows, they come back to the supermarket the next week. They see me go, hey, fucking asshole. The thing you told me to get you said was good was fucking dog shit. So I mind my own fucking business. I keep both hands on the fucking cart and I go where I got to go. Or in Pennsylvania, they call it the little fucking buggy. They caught the buggy. Yeah, we talked about this. But you're worried about re running back into these people again later on that week? Yes. That would bother you? That would prevent you from giving a good recommendation on food to another patron? That's what prevents me. What, pre what prevents me is I just don't give a shit. Oh, I see. Very nice. Well, touche. I like to give my opinion, especially in the spice aisle. I am very affluent in the spices. I've never had a moon pie. Well, then how did you know it's a good choice? See? Now, no, see now? See, now you're telling people you're giving them advice. Yeah. Get out of your ass. I'm not giving advice. Advice is like, you should do this. Oh, I did. How do you know it's a good choice? I don't know it's a good choice. I'm just being friendly. No. Being that's, friendly. That's being an asshole. I'm being friendly in a pandemic in the no. world where we all need smiles. That's all I'm saying. No. No, I'm being very friendly. She looked like she was elderly. She needed a smile. I thought I would provide that for her. Good job. You pissed her off. I guess I did. So be it. You should point out in the aisle seven, the orange metamucil. I actually own some of that. I believe me. I know. Moving on. Man. This is so luscious. Dude, I love just doing this, running my fingers through my hair. It's so good. It's so relaxing. Look at this. I got. I find it kind of disturbing, to be honest. Look at the. I've never let my hair grow this long. It's very nice. There's no hair there. You know, I look forward to these conversations because we're supposed to be uplifting one another. You know, I compliment you. You're looking nice. I even said it. You look good in the shirt. You're trimming your weight down. You look nice. You can't give me the fact that you like my hair. 
No, I like your hair. I mean, shave it off. Right. Whatever. See, I give. See, this is fucking why I don't give people my advice. There's yeah. fucking scumbags like you. Oh no, fuck that. Wow, wow, scumbags. Wow. See? I tell you what, our friendship, man. I t- I thought it was stronger than that, Mikey. It's a working relationship. Uh, I can tell. It's very fluid. Speaking of fluid. Yeah, go for another drink. Go I for am. another one. What did you? What, is is that a twisted tea? Oh yeah, no, no. Hold on. Thank you. I'm so so glad you uh, you're no, using single cut brewery brewer brewer. Yeah. What? We can't read that. It's dark in here. Oh, single cut beer smith. Are you are you this offering is... any stuff to our producer at the time? Well, he came empty-handed, so too bad. <laughs> This is a psycho psychedelic double dry hop IPA. Why do I feel like you and psychedelic do not need to be crossing paths at any point in time? I did say the time in 1995 about those mushrooms. You're not talking about the kind that come on Domino's. Oh, that's disgusting. By the way, speaking of which, I'm noticing you're just talking into the air. Did you get yourself a new microphone or what? What's the deal here? Don't worry about it. I'm just curious. Shit under control. Mm-hmm. Got it under control. As you knock my my microphone with the uh, the painter's tape, still hanging in there since day one. You know when we actually go on video, you can't sit like this. What? Where do you want me to go? Uh, come up with some sort of something. Let's set you up at a table. Let's get you like a little backdrop. Sit up straight. Jerry lays in bed. Do you understand? He that's, has his jammies on. That's Jerry fucking Lynn. So there's there. Okay. So you're trying to tell me that there, he gets a different handling than I do. Oh well, yeah. Why is that? He's Jerry fucking Lynn. He's Jerry fucking Lynn. Mm-hmm. My long time close personal friend. Uh, <laughs> and you can wear, you can wear bright colored shirts with uh, beige curtains and I somehow can't sit in my comfortable chair. But you see, when we have a live video presentation, yeah, we have a backdrop. You're going to have a backdrop. That yeah. digital, that digital crap we would use with Zoom. You can't sit in your your dead aunt's chair that you inherited. She with, with, the, with the blue wall. She didn't die in the chair. In any way, that fluid gets caught in in the upholstery, and then they clean it. It's fine. You can't catch death. I'm talking about the color. You don't like it? It's, it's brown. Just, it's just it's not really. It's the color of your curtains. No, it's not. It's got blue in it. Mikey, that's a blanket behind me. Whatever the fuck it is. You need you need cataract it. surgery. You need you you it's you're a mess. The wood on the sides. Hello. <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess I guess where I'm sitting has has offended some people. So they say I have not enough on the walls. It is kind of minimalist. You can't see the whole room. That's why you're only getting a snippet of what my living room looks like. That's all I need. First of all, the picture yeah. behind you. Did you just adjust yourself while you were looking at me? Mm-hmm. I noticed that you adjusted yourself and you made eye contact with me. I can't tell if I should be excited about that or worried, but that's 
You have you are so uncouth when it comes to that kind of stuff. That's it. Yep, just reach on in there. Scratch those hairy ass balls as you drink another sip of your drink. That's fine. What the fuck? My god, the man's got his hand down his shorts and he's worried about the fact that I got a fucking blanket on the back of my chair. All I did was go like this and pull the front of my shorts out. Bullshit. Bullshit. Look at me. From guy to guy, I know exactly what that move was. I've got the bat wings. That's all I'm going to say. Well, I'm not going to argue with that, but I mean, that's like the pot calling the kettle black. I mean. I'm a fucking national treasure. Uh, yeah, most national treasures are lost and soon to be found. You should just still be lost. but uh, Believe me, I'm lost. Yes. Somehow I found my way to this shit show every fucking week. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to leave the the, the the caption of bat wings up and I'm going to see if anybody actually knows what that is but you gave me that smirk too. You gave me that smirk that says, "Ah, I've been caught." Look at that. Don't even try to look off camera. You no. know you were caught. What? There's a bear outside. What? There's a huge bear outside. There's a bear outside? I'm just scared away. Folks, only on our show do we get interrupted because Mikey's backyard is filled with bears. We have a first-time producer who's probably going to quit after tonight, which wouldn't surprise me. The, the, the kids come home. They had a movie night at, at daycare, and there, mm -hmm. there's a bear outside. Did you ask him if they had a good time at the movie? No, we're recording. I gave him this. Wait a minute. Time the fuck out. You just stopped the whole broadcast because the bear situation. They come on camera, wave well, to me. that would be dangerous. There's a bear outside. I have little children. You are one sad individual, I tell you what. I don't know. I'm feeling pretty good today. Man. I'm on vacation. So why the fuck you, I'm doing it? I don't know. You are on vacation, and you can do whatever the hell you want right now. I can. Man. You excited about this? Well, yeah. Going to booze it up. I'm excited to watch Class Action Park. You know what is funny about that? Because a, a couple listeners have actually DM'd me the fact that they're excited to watch this thing. Now, this is on what, HBO? HBO, yeah. HBO Max. Okay. HBO Max. First, did to me, Mikey, you, you're lucky to be alive. I go, I wouldn't exactly call it lucky. All right, I'm going to ask you a question, and I, I want your honest opinion on this. Okay? Honest opinion. It's so weird because, like, left is right and right is left. My honest opinion. And my honest opinion is you need another drink. Very good. So, okay, let me ask you this question. Is it wrong? Is it wrong if someone comes up to you and says, Hey, by the way, have you watched such and such show on such and such streaming service? And you respond back with, Ah, oh, I'd love to see that, but I don't have that service. Oh, I know where and you're going. I know where you're no, going. No, no. Hold on. Hold on. Name and password for. Hold on. Why is this? Why? Why is this? That I know where you're going with this. You I go know. right down that road because that's exactly so, where you're going. So the you're person says. You. So the person says, "Oh, you haven't seen that," and then I come back with, "Oh, I'd love to. I just unfortunately, I I, I don't have that." And that's it. What I mean, that's all I'm saying. Ah, uh, no, now. No. That's fishing. I'm not so, fishing. That's fishing. That person asked me a question. I simply answered yeah, it to the best of my ability. No, we don't go, oh, I would love to, but. I don't have that service. 
you trying to get sympathy? Yeah, you trying to get sympathy? I didn't say, I didn't say that. I did not say that. However, if you do have HBO Plus and you would really like for me to see it, um, my DMs are always open. That's all I'm going to say. Moving on. God, you're the cheapest motherfucker ever. Hey, hey, it's all about survival, my friend, okay? It's about survival. Yeah, because HBO Max, that's that's life-sustaining. Uh, I'd love to watch Disney stuff as well. I mean, just saying. Guarantee that shit's never going to happen, right? Shitty prepaid cell phone plan you have. Go over Why do you got to talk about that? Why do you got to talk about that? It's, it, you get Disney Plus, you get ESPN Plus, and Hulu, all included. And you'd even get Apple Music. I've, I'm not, I'm not going to say what I was going to say. I'm not going to say it. Listen, listen, here's a deal. I have to work within my budget, have to work within my budget. Okay. That's all I'm saying. We're one income household at the time right now. Once again, if anybody would, uh, would like for me to see it, it's up to you. See, DMs it, are, it's the passive aggressive way you're mooching. It's not passive aggressive. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Oh, I would I would really like to see that movie. I mean, really, it sounds like it's gonna be really, really good, but I don't have that service. That's mooching. Uh that's not mooching. That's not mooching. You know, Beth said, Oh, you know, would you mind giving me your username and password? I did not even say that, by the way. I'd love that fact our new producer is that's is coming, is, is already coming in here with the merch whore and the mark whore stuff again. Once again, I feel like it is a very your reputation precedes you. It's unfair. It's not accurate. As it's not accurate. Exactly. Let's talk about some wrestling. How about we do that? How about we talk about some wrestling? Out over there. I'm trying oh, to be professional. Jesus. Well, don't look at me like that. Why do I feel? Come on. Do I have a single person on my side in this world? Do I have anyone? My one person who I thought definitely would have my back is now completely just turned face on me, giving me the definition yeah, of mooch. Return his messages. I Why return everyone's. Well, maybe not everybody. I do my best. You know what I I'd like to know. You you, uh, I ask you I to ask to you how people listen to this shit. Yeah, well, that makes two of us. I asked you if you would ask the kids what movie they watched tonight, and you said you wouldn't ask them because you're in the middle of a podcast. However, you turn your head and talk to somebody off camera. I know what movie they watched. What movie did they see? The fucking Ivan. Fucking Ivan? Who the what is fucking Ivan? That doesn't even sound appropriate. Okay, well maybe that didn't come out for it. It was Ivan. It's about a gorilla. He makes paintings. Oh, hello. Very nice. Fantastic. Yep. The man who's who's all liquored up right now is trying to tell me about a movie. And he knocks his microphone down. Fantastic. It's a movie. About, about what? A, about a fucking gorilla in a mall. I don't know. I didn't see the movie. Oh, thank you so much, IMDB, for giving me a great rundown of what this thing is. I'm going to go out and see it tomorrow. You can't because it's on Disney Plus and you're too cheap to buy it. Hey, Mikey. What? I'd love to see the movie. I just... Don't have that service right now. No, it sucks for you. <laughs> you would literally, you would literally deny a very good longtime personal friend of yours from a passcode. Go beardo or Jerry. 
Wow. I've given Beardo my password. I know. I know. That's fine. I see where I see where we land here. You want, you want my uh-huh. password? I didn't say that. Okay. Moving on. Let's talk about some wrestling. Sure. Because I know KO seven five four three two one nine or whatever probably wants to know more about wrestling. Yeah, let's let's talk about how WWE sucks. Go ahead. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute. How WWE sucks. I don't think they suck. Yes, you do. No, I do not. I don't like the fact that you have painted me, and you have. You Picassoed the shit out of this. You've painted me as being this anti-WWE person, and I'm not. Did you catch the pay-per-view uh, last night? No, I did not. You did not. It was okay. I watched the movie 7500 on Hulu that I pay for. So is, the, is, the, is this the route we're going to go every single time? You don't have to tell me the service. If you have no intention to give me a password code, then don't even tell, don't even tell me about the hell you're watching. I want to talk to you about about um, about Keith Lee. You ready? Yeah. Why are they putting uh, changing his attire? So when he was in NXT, he had a pair of like I don't even know what you would call them, like um, bicycle shorts, no top. He's a bigger guy. But I don't have a problem with that. Right. Everybody comes in different shapes and sizes. Now they're putting clothing on him. They're putting like shirts and all that on him. What's your thoughts on that? I don't get it because it was working in NXT. And instead of bringing him up and trying to look that was working, I don't see the point in changing him just because. What he had was fine. If what he had wasn't working, it wasn't getting over, okay, cool. Then obviously you might want to change it. But why change what obviously was working? Well, the point that I want to make is they haven't put clothing on Otis. What the fuck does that mean? The point is they're both big boys. And I know how Vince has a uh, a body shaming uh, trend he tends to do with his employees. If they are bigger and they don't fit his description of what they should look like or what a superstar should look like, he tends to put – take a look at Killian Dane. He was not happy with Killian Dane's size. He wanted to completely repackage him. I don't agree with that. Hey, how do you know he didn't like his size? Say that again. How do you know he didn't like his size? Well, because he put he put different outfits on him once they came to the main roster. So, I don't know. Maybe, I just don't think I don't think maybe, it's a good. I, I don't think it sends a good message. Maybe he thought that the bicycle shorts that Keith Lee was wearing looked indie or very generic and basic. Maybe that's what he thought. But do you realize the outfit in the big scheme of things doesn't really matter at all? I don't know if Undertaker, his outfit really made the gimmick. Undertaker and Trunks would not have had the same effect. Thank you. Moving on. Wow. I pick one guy who's over the top from a theatrical standpoint. Okay. Ultimate Warrior. If he came out with just Trunks on, no, no tassels or anything, hair pulled back in a ponytail, no face paint. Eh. But Keith Lee, who's just wore trunks his whole career, which has been totally fine, he comes to the main roster, and now he's wearing some type of wetsuit gimmick now. Why? Doesn't make any sense to me. Doesn't make any sense. An out-of-touch owner doesn't know what should be going on. You hate the WWE. I don't hate the WWE. I just think at a certain age you should retire. I think I should retire at 47. Okay, good. 
This has been fun. We'll see y'all soon. Just saying. So you didn't catch the pay-per-view. And, uh, okay. It was interesting. It was all right. It wasn't bad. I watched it on the network that I pay for as well. Wow. You could, you don't have to keep going back to this. This is not necessary. I feel like you're beating a dead horse. We've been beating a dead horse for five, about two years now. <laughs> Ain't nobody letting me off the hook. Uh, other big news is, um, and you've been a big NXT supporter as well, haven't you? You're a big fan of the presentation that NXT does, right? Yeah, for the most part. Mauro Ranallo is no longer with the company. That recently just came down today. Right. So he has uh, he's decided to take care of his elderly mother, who is uh, having some health issues, and he wants to focus himself on a less crazy schedule. Would you say that Mauro Ranallo did a good job as an announcer with NXT? Did you like his style? Phenomenal. He was. Absolutely. He was very good. He was very good. In fact, I would say hearing him call matches, I, I, probably, I think he's probably the best in the business. I would not disagree with you. Oh, good. I would agree 100% with you. I think he's a phenomenal talent. I know he has struggled with some things, but you know what? I hope he finds his way back into the booth. Now what? Oh, my God. What the hell was that now? What? Was that children or was that spouse? Well, that was the warden. Oh, so I've been told by uh, that the ultimate warrior music, yeah, and the rocker music mm-hmm. is the same song. I haven't really thought about it, but uh, I guess it, it is. It is the same song with different. The, the riff is is played differently, but it's the same. Riff. And the now, if, if I were to hear it, I would probably be able to do a better comparison between the two. Oh, on uh, on the YouTube, on the tube, yeah. on the YouTube. Okay. Didn't I? Didn't I tell you that there was a song that I thought sounded like the Ultimate Warrior? I texted you it. Yeah. What did you say it was? I'm trying to remember what band it was. I, it literally sounded dead on it. Well, I delete most of your texts, so let me see. It should be pretty much right here. I feel so underappreciated. It should have been a couple of weeks ago, at least. There's, there's your text about the draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know I must have deleted it because it doesn't go back any further, any further than that. Jesus Christ, I can't even believe you. Let me see if I can pull this up here. So you're saying the Rockers music and the Ultimate Warriors is basically the same song with just a different riff? Yes, I'm going to play for you right now. Fuck's given zero. Hold on, stupid annoying emu commercial. <laughs> That's the warrior that we're all very familiar with. Yes, that's the ultimate warrior. Guys, I've seen the fucking stupid bird commercial again. Now it's freaking, uh, what's her name? The old lady. 
Once again, pre-production meetings would clear all this up. Here we go. Wow. That sounds awfully familiar. Yes, that sounds very much like the same thing. Yep. There you go. You're welcome. Here's your tidbit for today, folks. The Ultimate Warrior song and the Rocker song is the same. So don't tell me I don't bring anything to the show. That is like spot on, top notch shit. Wait a minute, that's what you're going to hang your hat on for this week's episode? The fact that you played two clips off of YouTube? Yeah. Oh, my God. Look at you, Columbo. Hold on. I'm trying to find that damn song from the text message. When would you say I sent that to you? Roughly how long ago? I don't know. A month ago? You think it was a month? Maybe. Oh, it was, it was, it was so good. I heard it on the radio, and I thought, you got to be shitting me. And Crush's song. Remember Corner, Corner Crush? When he was yes, in I do. The, the pink and the orange and the blue. Yes. What about him? His song was For Whom the Bell Tolls by Metallica. I'll put that on next. I was not aware of that. As you're looking for this text message. Yeah, I'm trying to find this damn text message you sent me. Hold on. Kona Crush. Here we go. Let's see here. You, you can turn it down a smidgen. So what are we basically uh, stating about Jim Johnston then? Is he just he, he ripping things that. off? Well, it's his own shit. So he got the most <laughs> out of everything. This is true. Damn it, that's bothering me because I want to find this damn text message. Oh, man. You sure you don't have it? No, I don't have it. God, it was so good. I'm going to find it, and I'm going to send it to you. Here's what I think is the ultimate warrior song. is Highway Star by Deep Purple. Oh shit. There you go. Ultimate Warrior. Highway Star by Deep Purple. There was a feature here in text messages where you could search inside your text messages from somebody and find them. Oh, well. Can't find it anyway. We're going to have to let that go. Good job, Freeland. Way to keep us yeah. hanging. No payoff. Mm -hmm. It's like working for ECW. 
Well, I, I wanted to, I wanted to ask you about ECW. Something I've been thinking about for a while, and we never talked about this yet, is did you ever feel like in your career that you kind of lost your mojo? Were you kind of yeah. like – tell me a little bit about that. And, and how easy is it to kind of lose your your not your drive necessarily, but you know you just feel like you're kind of in a rut. When I worked with Luis Piccoli on that night that Sebu and Funk had that bar match, right? And I got not goofy doing a dive over the top rope, and a couple of days later, the because I what happened? I did the dive. And he didn't catch me. So the back of my knees smacked on the guardrail. And then I teeter-tottered, and then my head smacked on the floor. So, well, yeah, I got knocked loopy. I had, like, a major concussion. A couple of days later, I also had major bruising on the back of my knees all the way down my legs. And I couldn't, oh, wow. I could hardly walk. So at that point, I said, I, I what the fuck am I doing? Like, I, this is fucking insanity. So I almost quit wrestling altogether then. And then when I was in the program with Jerry and Lance in 98, I felt like I was the odd man out in that whole thing. That whole storyline between the three of us. Right. And you, you have mentioned before that you felt like you were just thrown in there. Right. I feel like I had the heat of an ice cube. I was just kind of there. Um, and then when WCW came, I just, I left from, Plus not getting paid and then just not feeling that I was really doing anything. I felt like I was stuck character-wise. Because where did the character go from there? You know what I mean? I went from the beat-up guy that would get beat up all the fucking time to teaming with a cactus, getting a little bit of offense in, and then being the Sandman, being Steve Austin, everything else. I felt like after Cactus left in 96, when that program was over, Right. I had no idea. Like, I felt, what the fuck am I going to do now? Like, I feel like I'm not going to really do anything. So, you know, I had, you know, a couple matches with PJ when he first came in. Um, and it was okay. But, but then when we got to, like, 97, when my body really started to break down a bit, um, it just felt like, well, what the fuck am I doing? Like, am I really doing anything? Do you think... Not to interrupt you here, but do you think in a lot of ways when it comes to losing your mojo, it has a lot to do with what's there left for me to do? Or do you think it's more of, I just don't like the way I'm being positioned. I don't like the way that they're pushing me. Which one do you think it is? It was for you particularly. I mean, because you already had done everything. At that point, it was like all the above. Okay. I pretty much already did everything there. I didn't really feel like I was going anywhere character-wise and booking-wise. But the whole Lance and Jerry thing, I just felt like I was just kind of there, just thrown in. I was like, oh, Mike, we'll put you in there. Well, okay, but, pause right there. Why did they throw you in? Did I you ever know. find out why you or? No, no. Maybe Paul had ideas that he just didn't share. I mean, I never knew what the end goal was. It was like, okay, we're doing this week to week. The, the, okay, great. But I don't know. I didn't know where we were going. And for me, if I don't know where I'm going, it's kind of like, okay, I don't, I don't mind, you know, improving, you know, the night of like a big arena show where I didn't actually have an advertised match or he didn't have an angle or anything for me. He goes, oh, you're going to wrestle, uh, I don't know, you wrestled over tonight. Okay, cool. I didn't mind that. 
But when there's a storyline going on, I had no idea the direction. I didn't know what the end goal was at that point. I was kind of like, well, I don't know what's going on. I've tried to ask, but he, I really couldn't get any type of answer. So that leads me to believe that he had no idea where it was going. Or it wasn't going to benefit me anywhere he was going, so he didn't want to tell me. I don't know. But you, you take that upon to, I've already done everything I could there at that point, to not getting paid, to WCW calling. It's like, well, you know, because I just wasn't happy. Like, I was just like, I don't want to say I was bored, because that that's, that's not the word. But I just didn't know what direction we were going. Like, okay, Mikey, we're going to make you a heel. You're going to, we're going to, this will end up with you being a heel. Okay, cool. Something different, something new. But I couldn't get an answer as where we were going, so I didn't know. But then you go to WCW, and it sounds like, from what you've told me, it was more for, I need to recoup finances that I wasn't making in, in ECW. Not necessarily, I look at this place as being able to take my character and move on from what I've already done, or take it to the next level. Right. I mean, I thought they'd do something with me. I didn't know what. I didn't expect to get buried my first night in. But I thought that going there, at least doing something different, getting paid every week would be nice. You know, and then and just, I didn't have a plan, honestly. I just said, okay, well, ECW, I'm not really happy where I'm doing because I don't know the plan. Not getting paid. I feel like I've already done everything I can do here. Sorry, I'm turning heel. So I don't know. You know, like what's what's the point? You know, that post style was very, you know, it was it was a very aggressive, it was a very hard style. On top of that, you know, so I figured, okay, well, I'll go to WCW and be a little bit easier on the body. I'll get paid and see what happens. Did you ever think about this? And I, w- I was thinking about this, and, and and not to be kind of the the negative Nancy here, but did you ever feel like you didn't really get a good finality out of your career? In some ways, like you, you've done things obviously since you left WCW, you went back to ECW, and then after that was over, you did things, you know, some stuff in Japan, some things on the Indies, you trained people and all that. But did you ever feel like you really got to end the Mikey Whipwreck character in the right way, or at least put that character, you know, put it in the proper context that it needed to be in to complete the whole storyline of of him? No. And I think that was part of why I kept going so much. Not that I was ever going to get any type of payoff at the end or any type of closure with the character. But like I said, it did just end. You know what I mean? Like we were we were going, Tajiri and I were going into that next pay-per-view and putting the belts back on us, take them off Danny and Roadkill and put it back on us. That was the plan. Now, I don't know what would have happened from there. But like I said, when ECW closed, I never reached out to WWE. I never thought about going, well, WCW was gone. But I just never even, I just knew I couldn't do it. So I didn't even waste my time. Right. Waste my time with me going up there. But it was, it was like the, the character evolved from the beat up guy all the way up to the red haired, crazy psycho pyromaniac with the devil and Tajiri. And then that was just it. So there was no real closure on it. So I don't know what the end of the character would have been, what the what the proper, you know, send off or end of the story would have been. Right. 
but and at this point it doesn't really matter because it just didn't happen. I kind of just disappeared. Are you cool with I, that? Um, I am. It, for a while, I wasn't, and that's why I kept going back. Like I'd stop wrestling, and I would kind of go back and stop, and kind of go back again. But I've kind of accepted the fact that there's there's going to be no end to the character, um, officially, in a capacity that you know people would see, and this is how it ends. But, but a lot of guys have that. You know what I mean? So when you went to WCW, that's when you know, you were a little frustrated because you were still, you were still Mikey, but you weren't a beat up Mikey guy though. You were just kind of the known as one of the hardcore guys who came in to WCW. So they never really pushed that hardcore aspect of you. They kind of did a little bit with Sandman. You guys were in that goofy junkyard thing, which you both said that you look back on it now and was a complete waste of time. You know, just, so, so then you come back to ECW, and now you are completely just this crazy, psycho, red-haired guy. Which was there any explanation as to why you went from the all-American '80s kid going to high school to all of a sudden this other guy? Was there ever any explanation to that? Kind of, but the whole thing got fucked up when Raven. There was a whole storyline with me, Raven, and the devil and all the stuff that was going to play out. I've talked about it. But I don't know if I talked about it on here before, but if you look at Dr. Dr. Eugene Vandy mm-hmm. was a, I don't know if he's a psychiatrist. I exactly what it was. But he was involved, like a doctor-patient type thing, with Brian Wilson at the Beach Boys. Right. So if you look up the Dr. Eugene Vandy and the whole story with him and Brian Wilson and everything else, that was going to be the devil and Raven was somehow me tied up in there. So it was a whole big, long thing. That, you know, but then Scotty left and went to WWE. So, so we, just, we, we just became Mikey and the devil just acting crazy. Gotcha. The whole character, whole character aspect of it and the storyline, the arc, just completely went away. And it was just I went to WCW and went nuts when I came back. It made me crazy. Do you ever wish that you could have, if you did come back, once again, transform from the uh, the fire red-haired guy back to the the uh, the all-American high school kid who just got beat up and would never stop? Do you feel like that would have been the proper way? No. You really didn't like that persona, did you? But, but how do you go back to that? I don't know. Maybe it's, a, maybe it's an angle where all of a sudden this – character has a breakdown or whatever and you know breaks away from you know james vandenberg and decides that this is not really who he was or anything to that nature yeah but that crazy thing was more like me than anything else do you think more people remember you from the red-haired crazy or do you think more people remember you from the the rudy type of character which i know you you've never seen the movie rudy but i'd say probably the rudy one because everybody remembers that fucking shirt they do you know, and uh, people they never actually talk about the red hair. They just remember me and Tajiri. They never say, "Oh, when you went crazy and had red hair." They, nobody ever talks about that. It's always you went to Jerry, right? Or you were the devil. So they they remember pretty much all of it. Nice. I just always wondered if there was ever a bridge between the high school kid and then the the crazy maniacal red haired guy. But I just don't think how you can go backwards because I'm not like a badass type, right? 
So I don't think how I could split and then just – I mean, I guess we could have thought of something. But I don't know what it would have been. You know, I've never actually thought about it. But you honestly think the underdog Mikey character who had already been a Triple Crown winner had to do something different, could not have stayed that guy anymore. Right. It had to evolve. And then sort of like through 90, you know, 95, 96, it changed, and like 97 into 98. I was just kind of floating around. Like I said, once Cactus left in 96, and I had like no storylines with anybody, there was really nothing. Interesting. Because I know Jerry has kind of talked similarly about that, but Jerry never had a persona or a character. You did. Jerry was always basically just just Jerry. It was Jerry. Right. Do you think that works for certain people? I mean, like, take, for example, Lance Storm. Well, I mean, he, he – yeah, do, do you think – do you think they should have tried to expose a little bit more of Jerry to, to see if he would have evolved into something more than just the the machine that he was as far as being the, the technical high flyer? Uh, they could have, but that kind of worked for him. Like for me personally, I, I, like I enjoyed the character Jerry Lynn. Almost like lack thereof. He was just, you know, a tenacious baby face. You know, Lance was just a dick very dry. It was his real personality just really amped up. Right. His, you know, but that was just Lance's personality, you know, anyway. You know, PJ was completely different. That's not him at all. The arrogant, self-absorbed type of guy, that's really not him? That's not him. New Jack was New Jack. <laughs> Why do I have a feeling that didn't surprise me? You know, the Dudleys, I mean, Bubba was that, I mean, that's, that's Bubba, you know, just really fucking amped up. What about Taz? Uh, that's Taz. So most of the characters, I mean, they were pretty much just an extension of, of them. The reason why I was asking that is because it kind of comes into the whole aspect of when you were. When you train people, right, and obviously you train them for in-ring, did you also go into any type of character development, or do you just train, and then obviously that kind of thing will happen once they get signed with a company? I don't even worry about the company. See, for me, when I trained them, when I was doing it with NYWC, just learn to wrestle. You know what I mean? If you have an idea for a character, that's great. Let's try to implement some of it. But let's not really worry about that just yet. Let's just, because when you first start for when I do it, you're going to be opening match, you know, eight minutes, just learn to work. You know, and little by little, your personality will develop on its own. You know, you're out there trying and you're very uncomfortable because you've never really had a match and you don't really know what you're doing and you're kind of just experimenting anyway. You're doing what you think you should do, but eventually you just, you'll, you'll do something because it feels like you should do something. Right. Well, because I keep thinking about this. What do you do if you have somebody who's gifted and they pick up on everything you're teaching them? They run through the drills. They're really good, but it's just not in them from a personality standpoint. Do then you as a – You're a good gym wrestler. So you think if, if it's that difficult – You have to be able to 
come out of your shell and put on the performance. And some people, they find a character like that, like Trent Beretta or Trent question mark or plasma, what the fuck you want to call him. He has been like that since day one. That has just been him. That's just him. Like he didn't have to go out of his way. You talk to him, you talk to Greg, you know, outside and that's him. He's just weird and quirky. And that's just, you know, he has a knee pad with Bill Murray on it for no fucking reason. That's just him. You know? So you you, you have those guys that just have that natural um, persona that they're able to amp up and really turn it on. And then you have the other guys. Well, there's three guys. There's guys that have the natural charisma and they take their natural personality and they amp it up. Then you have the guys who take something completely opposite of their natural personality and they amp it up to whatever they think it should be. Right. Right. Then you have the guys who just can't do it at all. They have no charisma. They have no. Well, what do you do with those people that you look at them, you look at them and you go, they have all the intangibles to perform. However, what do we do to like get them to, to, come out of their shell, as you were saying before, what, there's got to be techniques as a trainer that you use to say, all right, well, maybe we can do this, or maybe we can do that. Or you try to find something at first that fits their personality. Right. And you try to capitalize on that. And then once they get that part down, then you really try to expand upon it. Okay. Well, now you got this part down. That's good. Let's try maybe doing this stuff during the match. Or let's try doing this during your entrance. Or let's try to add something to it to make it to work. Um, but you, you cannot force it. You cannot, you know, I said, you can't make them do it. It's either you have it in you to come out of your shell and become, for lack of a better term, larger than life, or you don't. There are so many guys that I have trained that technically are excellent. Anything you teach them, they can do it. They can fly around like anybody else, but there's no personality. And you can only give them so much as far as, well, try to do this, do this. If they don't have it and they're not willing to do it, you're you're kind of stuck. You, know, you, you can't be out there with them. I mean, you can wrestle them and train them and, and try to coach them along the way. But if they're f- afraid to get crowd interaction because they're afraid to feel stupid, because people aren't coming with them if they're a baby face and people are shitting on them. But you just can't you can't force it. It's either there or it's not. Do you think a little li- a little liquid courage sometimes helps backstage, or is that kind of frowned upon? That's the worst thing to do because okay, in the Indies you could probably get away with it. Right. But if you're gonna go work for WWE, you're not gonna do that. Right. You know, if you're gonna go work AEW, they're not gonna want that around. Right. No, I agree. So you have to be able to just do it. Like the Mikey thing, I hate. Like I hated doing. It. Like I felt so uncomfortable doing it, but I forced myself to do it. You know what I mean? Like I hated it, but this is what I had to do, so that's what I did. You know, the, the easy part of the character was the selling and getting beat up, which in a lot of cases is actually one of the hardest things to do, is to sell what someone else is doing to you and make it look believable. Would you agree? 
Yes, but I had that right away. That's like so I like it's just Paul told me that I'm just a natural at it. There's just natural sympathy, natural bump taking, natural selling. When you were when you were getting trained, and I know Jerry has said this before, that do you remember anything specifically about a promo type of class? Was there anything structured when it came to promo classes, or was it one of those things where it was like you you learn by osmosis? You just learn by being around certain people. That's exactly how you do it. And in the beginning, Paul Lee would pretty much he would script me, not verbatim, but he would pretty much he would he would do the character to me about what he wanted the character to say. And then I would just take it and, and run with it. So Paul was very good at, at being the character and kind of playing the part. So you see it to kind of explain what he wants. And then I would go and do it. But that's how we learned. I would sit there and I'd watch. I'd watch Terry Funk doing promos and Shane Douglas and Kevin Sullivan was doing promos and Nancy Sullivan, well, Nancy Benoit and Sherry Martell, you know, Jimmy Snooker. Just watching all these guys come in and cut promos and I would just sit and watch. Were you the type of person who liked to, to do his promos and get him recorded alone just with the cameraman? Or did you mind if there were other people watching? Uh, I, if, at first I felt very uncomfortable with everybody watching because my first set of promos, it was Nancy and Shane Douglas and Kevin Sullivan. And they're all sitting there on the other side of the camera. And I'm like intimidated as fuck. <laughs> that, that these guys are that these you know they're watching me right you know, Paulie, you know so it's just one of those fuck like <laughs> very uncomfortable but in the beginning i would have preferred to do it by myself but as i was doing promos and then i realized they were willing to chime in and help you know what i mean you get a little feedback from shane kevin would say this you know paul would say something and so they would allow me to do an issue what paul wanted but then, ooh, 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 how about this? How about this? And everybody would chime in. So it became almost like a, a cumul, cumul, what's the word? Cumulative? Cumulative? <laughs> a group? It became a group effort. It became, okay. So at it, first, I was very uncomfortable doing it in front of everybody else. Um, but then after I realized that they weren't like laughing at me, they were laughing at the character doing it because they just thought it was funny. Right. They were actually willing to help and offer constructive criticism as opposed to just fuck this guy. Let's go get done. Is there anything that you've noticed that can actually get people amped up? Like if, if Shane were to pull you aside and you were to, to do a promo where you're very intense and angry would pulling you aside and slapping you around and just trying to get y'all riled up. And then you, you know what I mean? Is there certain things that, that people work. can physically do to kind of coach somebody up? Some people like that. They like that, you know, in your face and let's go, let's fucking do it. I don't give a fuck. Like doesn't work the, for you. Like the high school football coach trying to be right. motivated. I don't give a fuck. Just, I know what I have to do. Shut the fuck up and let me go play. You know? Interesting. Sometimes when Paul would do his speeches before the shows, he would motivate you too. But again, I was like, yeah, that was cool. But, but I just, I just never got into all that. Hmm. I had to do and once I, once you, here's the thing if, if you're not amped up to go out there and work then just fucking hang up take your shoes off and just go away as soon as I was getting ready from a match like a match before I start to get like the the nervous tingles you know what I mean the butterflies 
and just that just that excitement of about to go out there. You know, if you don't get that, you need somebody to get you worked up to have a good match. Then I don't. You're in the wrong business. Makes sense to me. Very interesting to hear the uh, the the way the mind works when it comes to trying to tell a story. Would you say? I know you said before that from a I guess a a balancing standpoint, it's 50-50. 50% physical ability, 50% character. However... I think it's a, more than anything. Well, that's what I want to talk about. I was thinking about that. And would you say it's probably more 60-40, 60 character, 40 performance, or even 70-30? Uh, see, you can't go by that. Again, now, you, you can't go by percentage necessarily because it depends where you are. Right. You know, if you're if you're in a New York market in the Northeast, character will work, yes, but you have to have your working shoes on. Right. If you're if you're somewhere down in I don't know, say, Alabama somewhere maybe, where the style's a little slower, where they still get into the the character part of it, that's going to be more important. So it really depends where you are. All I know, all I know is that guys would say to me, oh, "Mikey, are you nervous?" I said, "No." I said, "Are you nervous?" Yeah. I said, "That's good." They go, but but you're not nervous. I said, no, I'm excited. I've passed the nerve stage where I'm not like nervous for anything. I'm excited to have them like, okay, yeah, cool. This is going to be good. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. This is going to work good. So there's, there, there does come a point where it's different. Where you, when you're first starting out and you're really nervous. I mean, every now and then I'd have a match later in my career where it would be like somebody, you know, I was cool to work. I was excited to work with. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I don't want to fuck this up. A little bit nervous. But normally I would be excited. So if you're not either nervous for your match or you're not excited for your match, just stop doing it. And there are times, I'll be honest, there are times I have not been either. And that's that's when I know I'm feeling burnt out. And that's probably that's usually what happens. I kind of like just go away for a while. Can you tell by watching somebody either live or on TV if you're like, mm, something's not right? Even though the average person may not be able to pick it up, there's something different when you coach people, when you train people that you can notice, especially if you've worked specifically with that person that you can just say, something just doesn't feel quite right. Yeah, sometimes you can see it if you know them. Well, this is kind of leading me even further down the hole here. Did you see Pat McAfee? No, I did not see Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee was fantastic in his match against Adam Cole. And Pat McAfee also has a, a dynamic personality because he has a podcast. Very successful in that. He's also a former pro athlete. You got to go back and see that. But see, but you should over it. That angle. You uh, should over that angle and they didn't. The match? Yes. The no, match I liked. You should over the angle. Okay, here's where I didn't like it. Here's where I didn't like it. Here's where I felt like it was hokey. Okay. You bring you bring Adam Cole on the show. And all of a sudden, Pat's doing the interview, and all of a sudden, Adam Cole starts getting all, you know, froggy. And you're thinking, where in the hell is this coming from? Now, I know they're going to draw it back to, well, a year ago, Pat had said X, Y, and Z about Adam Cole. You're expecting fucking people to remember what the hell happened a year ago? Like, I felt like it was too contrived. I felt like it was way too contrived. The slapping, the throwing the microphone down, it seemed too hokey to me. It was like, okay, what are you trying to do here? This this is the problem with fans being smart. 
they overanalyze everything. They can't just understand, okay, this is a TV show, and it's fake, and they're being scripted, and this is how it is. Everything has to be fucking critiqued. Everything. Well, they should have done this. Well, they should have done that. Well, they should have done this. Jesus Christ. It's like the same people that watch fucking Star Wars. Oh, they shouldn't have killed Luke Skywalker. They shouldn't have done this. Fuck. It's the fucking movie. Just I've watch. never seen it. This is what the directors and the producers wanted. This is what they did. Yeah, you can say, oh, I didn't really like that. Oh, that could have been better. That's fine. But people go like fucking batshit crazy over the stuff. It's like, and they know it's fake. That's the part that makes me nuts. You know it's fake. You right. scripted. And you go batshit crazy, critiquing everything. Do you think I critique? It's like the type. It's the oh, you critique. It's like the type of person that you go to the fucking movies and the right. whole fucking movie goes, "Well, that was dumb." Oh, they should have done this. They should. It's like shut the fuck up. Just watch the fucking movie. For Christ's sake, if they do something outlandishly, outlandishly stupid that makes absolutely zero sense whatsoever, yes, then you say, "Well, that really made no fucking sense." But but, but you wouldn't look. You wouldn't look at that situation. People, these are the same people that see Orange Cassidy doing things in slow fucking motion and think it's the greatest thing. Because it's not trying to be real. They are they are playing into the humor aspect of it. I think when you're tr- when you're trying to play off the real aspect of it and it comes across weird, it's just awkward. They're putting on a show. Yes. It's all fake. Yes. No matter what you're trying, it's all fake. So what difference does it make? Do you believe sometimes the presentation, even though the idea may be good, your heart may be in the right place, the execution just did not come off the way it should be? Yeah, happens all the time. Okay, and that's the only thing I'm saying. I just thought the whole interview aspect of it. You went on this big, long 25-minute tirade about how stupid it was. It was just hokey. It was just like, okay, I get it. Like, they could have had the interview. You get it because you're smart. I'm not saying I'm smart. I am not saying I'm an intelligent person. A 13-year-old kid who watched it has no fucking idea. Right. I don't think I'm smart. So when... I know that. So when you're... (laughs) When you're catering (laughs) 5-year-olds, 10-year-olds, 15-year-olds, 40-years-olds, 80-year-olds, what the fuck are you going to do? You cannot cater to every part of your audience. There's no fucking way. Not going to work. Well, shouldn't they just be catering to the demographic that's going to uh, make them the most money? Maybe. But you figure ECW, that's what we thought we did too. We catered to a niche market. And? We went out of business. You went out of business because you had somebody who was managing the books who didn't know how to manage the books. Because we didn't make enough money. I still feel like the product was very good, which you guys did. I feel like you had poor behind-the-scenes management. Okay. The product was good. Yes. On TNN, getting a one rating. Okay. WWE at that point is doing what? Five, six, three, four, five, six? Well, that wasn't a big boom time. Sure. And during a big boom in wrestling, we're getting a one. You're point. getting a, well, you're also getting one because you're not being advertised whatsoever. People didn't know where you were. Ah, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. So you think people were still well aware of where you were? Yep. So what do you think? What do you think it was? The internet was okay back then. It wasn't like it is now, but it was a niche market. It didn't. The, the catch line applied. It's not for everyone. It's true. It's not. It was a niche market that we tapped into. 
there was not mainstream appeal for ECW. So you're saying you got to appeal to the kids. You got to appeal to the uh, you have to appeal the certain to demographic, and then you got to appeal to the old guys too. Right. Because you figure now, okay, the kids want to watch it, right? Well, if you want the kids to watch it, you need to get the parents behind it. So you're going to want the, the kids to like it enough where they're going to bug the parents and the parents will take them to the live shows. And you guys obviously didn't have the aspect of parents bringing kids to the ECW arena. Correct. We had 18 to 34. Let me ask. Well, eighteen to thirty-four is your is the main money market money. It's not enough. The Mikey Whipwreck. Now, would you take your children to the ECW arena if you could go back in time and watch what they were doing? No, absolutely not. Were there were there wrestlers who would be vehemently against having their children know what they do or watch what mom or dad does? Maybe I wouldn't show my kids. But not a lot of us had kids back then either. Right. We didn't have kids till till later on. Right. You know, getting back getting back to the match itself. Let me just get back to the match. The build up, whatever the fuck we want to call it, all right? Good, bad, or indifferent. The match itself actually, I thought, was better than expected. Do you think do you think if AEW, right? Yeah. Do you think if they didn't do that hokey shit, they'd have better ratings? Which what hokey shit are you talking about? Well, like the Orange Cassidy stuff and things like that. Do you think Potent- they get better ratings? Potentially. No, they definitely would get better ratings. Yeah. Because that turns off a lot of people. Right. So, yeah. So you have that where they people don't like it because it's too far over the edge. It's too it's too fake. And then you have the other side of the fence where people don't like it because it's too real and hokey. So there's two sides of the spectrum. There's got to be somewhere a nice middle ground. In 2020, is there a middle ground? I mean, because you look at the products that are out there. You, you have the NWA, who I would have been watching Power. Obviously, they're not they're not doing anything now with the pandemic, but I've watched what they did before. I feel like they're very niche. I think the, a mix between MLW and NWA, that type of product, is more geared towards the overall wrestling but they don't have the big money or the big networks behind them. So you have to watch them on YouTube or on Twitch. Impact even is much better than it used to be. Right. You know, but they don't have the exposure that the other two have. So I guess at the end of the day, I think it's very interesting to find out what goes into preparing yourself for a match. Um, are they, having, a, are they having a fucking coupon? Are they fucking really? God, what the what the hell's what the hell's going on? A little ticker that comes up here. Personally, twenty percent on everything. Use the promo code Labor Day. Yeah, no, absolutely. There no. is a coupon. People are going to use it, whether you listen, whether you like to hear it or not, Mikey. People are going to use these coupons. I have no problem with people using coupons, but then. Pro wrestling tees should come out of their cut, not mine. Not much we can do about that. So Spreadshirt. Spreadshirt has coupons too. Who? Spreadshirt, where we have a lot of our <laughs> where we have a lot of our merchandise. If you go over to Spreadshirt, uh, it's actually on my Twitter account. You can get hats, beanies, jackets, koozies, onesies for uh, for children. And the Labor Day sale. Once again, thank you for bringing it up, producer. 
ProWrestlingTees.com, 20% off of everything. Use promo code Labor Day. Once yeah. again, don't tell Mikey. Thank you very much. This guy's not going to work out. This guy is fucking fantastic. I love what he has done so far. And the fact that he hasn't quit mid-show is even more impressive. Well, that's because he's at my house. He really can't just leave. Oh, trust me. He's got two working legs. I'm quite sure he could just say, F this and leave. There's a fucking bear outside. (laughs) There's a bear outside. Oh, speaking of which, speaking of which, did you realize this, Mikey? You may or may not have realized this, but we have some very dedicated listeners. And uh, we've already had the second installment of, uh, I don't even know what the the official title is, but there's been two Zoom conferences. Yeah, got to go. The Zoom conferences, man. I tell you what. That's got to go. People like it. No, no, we're going to make this better. People, people. There was a naked Santa involved at one point in time. I got a text message. You know, Freeland. (laughs) The Zoom meeting, it's not good. It's not good. It's not good. If you have Zoom meeting, you're very low energy. (laughs) It's very bad. You're Jeb Bush. Oh, my God. We do have some. We're working on some. We well, no, I have no doubt you're working on something, but I'm just saying, all to, to all those people who participated, uh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. I wish I could have participated. I gotta talk to hide my dick. Oh God, can we please start addressing people by their real names? That's that is his real name. That's not his real name. Yes, it is. Okay, Let, let's address this really quickly. Why is it that you you can blatantly call someone the wrong name, and it, it's it's kind of inappropriate. Yet I say something about somebody, I don't get carte blanche. Mikey, complete carte blanche. No, no, no. And you're talking about that review? Who's talking about a review? Is that who you're talking about? No, I'm saying you can call, you can take someone's name. Okay, let me give you an example. You can call Anton, you can call him hide my dick. And it's, it's, oh my God, it's great, right? He's a cool dude. Let's say there was a guy, his name was... um, I don't know, Bob Bean, okay? Just go with me on this. And I'm like, oh, what's going on? Flip your bean or flipper bean or whatever like that. That would not work the same way. Don't give me that shit-eating look. Don't give me that look. Uh, Shut up. Shut up. You and your hide-the-dick thing. I'm just saying, you have carte blanche when it comes to saying whatever you want. But the minute Mike Freeland says something, oh, fucking A, man. Better watch out. Can I be honest? Can I be honest about this? Well, it'd be the first time, but continue. When I do it, yeah, it's to be funny and engaging with the listener. Okay. Like when Bobby Heenan would make fun of people. Yes. The boys would say not- a badge of honor. When when you when you do it, eh, you know, it's just you know. Are you saying that I mean? No, I'm saying that you're not me. This is fucking unbelievable. Unfucking believable. Hide my dick. What a nice guy. What a nice upstanding person. That's, that's, I can hide my dick. Uh, oh, oh, my, my mistake. I, I missed that one completely. By the way, just want to let everybody know, ProWrestlingTees.com, 20% off everything. Use promo code Labor Day. Just thought I would throw that out there. All right. Well, that's all I got. Is that's that all I got. Two words. Not sure. I don't really think it matters. I think you're still going to get the 20%. Because it fucking matters. You can have a promo code. Yeah. 
Ah, uh, one word, two words. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. They're going to get the twenty percent as long as it's in no, that no, box. Don't fuck yourself. As long as it's in the box, it doesn't matter. That doesn't no. See promo code Labia Day. Yeah, yeah, that falls on deaf ears. But See, that's just not not that just wasn't. It was, stop it! I'm just giving examples. You know what it's time for, real quick, before we have to say our farewells. Yeah, time for the close. It is time for the close. It is. Go for but, it, folks. Hope you have a happy Labor Day. We'll see you again Friday with Jerry for front row material or uh, slappy slappy. What's Freeland here? Oh, by the way, no, keep going. By the way, you got the microphone. You are fucking doing excellent. You're batting a thousand. Uh huh. Great energy on that one. Continue. Take it home, man. Show me how it's done. I am. I'm fucking. I'm just learning, man. I'm sitting under the learning tree here. Oh my god. You know what? I I definitely default to you on a lot of things, but taking it home, everybody, it's gonna do it for today. <laughs> yeah, look, I, can, I can take it home very easily. All right, everybody, go fuck yourself. Yeah, that's fantastic. Right. It's a quick way to continue to build our audience. It's it's time for the shout outs. Shout outs brought to you by Front Room Material. I would like to uh, shout out to a guy by the name of Kevin, and uh, his Twitter handle is Who Farted Twelve. <laughs> Who Farted Twelve? Really nice guy. Got to talk to him. Josh Ritt. Yep, Captain G. Thank you very much. Uh, Mike Cook. We're not. We're not going to talk about Josh Ritter. The Mike that's, World Order. That, that's your buddy. Ritter. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. That's your little buddy now. Hold on a second. I want to also shout out to Shining Wizards Podcast. They're running some awesome promotions. Make sure you enter their contest. They're giving away new AEW action figures. All you got to do is retweet, uh, I believe, certain posts and whatnot. Okay, so let's get back to this real quick. Why? Why do you have against Josh Ritter? He's a listener of the show. Yeah, he's like, you know, it's like your buddy. He agrees with, he agrees with everything you say. Ah, uh, that's that's not 100% correct. Yep. By the way, how do I – What I'm not even going to go there. Whatever. Moving on. All right. He's my buddy. That that's your defense right there. Oh, he's your buddy. Uh huh. <laughs> Don't even back it up with anything. It's just he's your buddy. Mm hmm. What did he say? He said something. Where I was like, oh man. He said something very nice to me. What? By the way, the whole controversy that we had earlier on this. Look! Look! Uh, look, look! Look! Right here. What? What? The rip. Yeah. Losing, losing. You say my advocate at Mike Freeland. Just shut Jerry up quicker than Brock Lesnar versus True Kofi. Wow. Like I said, you're his advocate. Listen. He's, he's doing life plus 20 if you're his advocate. Listen, listen. Let me ask you a question real quick. How was my promo skills with my uh, my hamburger thing? No bullshit. No bullshit. Never done that before in my life. How did I seem? Um, oh, for the love of God. We're done. Fuck this. <laughs> shut up. I'm not listening to this. Because... <laughs> Oh, here's what I'm going to say. Oh. Yeah, you're a very sharp tongue. and But it was like you 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 went from zero to 60 within five seconds. Mm -hmm. So you left nowhere to go. Once again, I don't do this for a living. Well, obviously. You asked me, you asked me how you're okay. skilled. And I okay. tell you, you went from zero to 60. There was no build. Okay. Scale you one to five. It, it was basically, hey, Jerry. Go fuck yourself. Oh, okay. my God. Moving on. You you left him no room for a retort. You're now, if, it was the, if it was like the go-home show to a pay-per-view, I'd say, okay, it might work. But you just kind of just 
You there think was, I'm a? There was you, nowhere for Jerry to go, which is why he didn't respond. Oh bullshit! No, I'm not done. Done. Oh, done. Good night. Hey, he would not have responded. Stop. You ask him on Friday. Oh well, fine. I'll ask him on Friday. But I will tell you this right now. I think that's above average. I ain't average. I got pro me in the kitchen making cabbage. I ain't <laughs> average. You make an oxtail soup. I got to have it. I ain't average. I'm a savage. I can't find that video anymore. It's quite a shame. Oh, I watched that over and over and over again, and I don't know how to like save something. It's also obvious that you uh, have listened to that Junkyard Dog song one too many fucking times because you were reciting that bastard just verbatim. I can recite, I can recite the whole wrestling album. No, I, I have no doubt, but grab them cakes. I still don't know if that necessarily means grab that ass. I, I have a, a very hard problem thinking that, that, that a man is walking down the ring What's to go song? to do combat, you know, and then all of a I sudden can, it's, I can do Captain Lou Albano's history of music. I have no doubt you can. Jesus. That's the bear. Oh my God. Something just fell in my kitchen. All right. We're going to have to take this home. You ready to take it home? Don't play your phone. Don't play your phone because that's going to get you singing again. No, turn it off. This is great. Captain Lou, Captain Lou, Captain Lou. But when I'm on the scene, everything's all right. Captain Lou, Captain Lou Albano. Hey, folks, if your parents or grandparents start doing stuff like this, please make sure you make an appointment with your local physician. These are clear He's signs of light. Captain Lou, Captain Lou, Captain Lou. Senile. Senile. What are we talking about? You need to turn that off. You are a cranky motherfucker. I am not a cranky motherfucker. You're on vacation. You're excited. Let's kill Freeland over here. Mm -hmm. That's me. All right, finally. My God. Thank you for everyone who has taken time to listen to us today. We do appreciate that. Once again, always go on over to iTunes. Leave us a review. There are more reviews. Would you like to to read our, our current reviews, Mikey? Are you happy about that? We've got new reviews since the uh, whole uh, meh, meh that we got. Whatever. Meh. Yeah, we'll do that Friday. But thank you. And if you would like to share with us your favorite episode, maybe there's a favorite moment. Maybe there's a favorite comment or argument that you liked on the show. Please, by all means, leave us a message on iTunes. We would love to hear it. Feedback is what this show is based upon because it's about you. And you can also go over to Twitter, follow the guys. You can follow Mikey Whipwreck at Mikey Whipwreck underscore. Follow Jerry Lynn at It's Jerry Lynn. You can follow myself. I am just at Mike Freeland. Or follow the podcast at FRM Pod, which once again is the new Twitter uh, account. Once again, at FRM Pod. So simple, so easy. Three simple letters will get you to where we are. Uh, Spreadshirt definitely has all the front row material merchandise. So all you got to do is put Spreadshirt FRM in your Google and you will find all the merchandise we have. Once again, Pro Wrestling Tees is doing a Labor Day special. Go on over to their website. 20% off everything by using promo code Labor Day and that's going to be all one word. Do not even roll your eyes as I'm doing this. Shut your mouth. Leave a professional to do this. What? What now? Professional, are we hiring Morrow and all Guys, that's going to do it. We do appreciate that. 
Please enjoy the rest of your day. We will be catching you on Friday on Front Row Material. Until then, say goodbye to everybody, Mikey. Goodbye. I hope you have an enjoyable rest of the week. Have a very safe and happy Labor Day. Even though I'm going to talk to you on Friday, I'm telling you now. Buzzballs.com. That cap. Buzzballs. That was the shittiest hot peg ever. I'm out of here. See ya. The world of NLW.